They didn't realize we were seeds. They didn't realize you were seeds. They open doors so others can walk through them. Your legacy is every life you have ever touched. I'm Stella Sagliari and this is Salt the Podcast. Welcome to Salt the Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. I want to introduce you today to Nicole Newman, the creator of Pecora Craft, a brand that makes Afro-Latina women visible through embroidered illustrations, highlighting expressions, textures, and empowerment of black women. In this episode, we will obviously speak about Pecora Craft, its meaning and history, and how it is linked to Nicole and her life as a lesbian Afro-Latin woman in Chile and abroad. We will speak about intersectionality, learn about Bruna Mancuso, talk about the importance of art post-pandemic, and as always, many more things. I hope you will enjoy this episode, beautiful people. Welcome, Nicole, to Salt the Podcast. I'm so happy that you're here with us today. Thank you. Thank you for the invitation. I'm super, super happy. Yes, me too. Uh, uh, I'm a little nervous, but I'm super happy for the invitation and share my history. So thank you. Thank you very much. Yes. Thank you for being here. So yeah, tell us a little bit about yourself. Who is Nicole? Well, I'm, I'm a Chilean. Um, my history is a little bit, uh, many ingredients. Mm -hmm. uh, my father is American. My mother is Chilean. My grandmother is, is French, so I have a lot of mixes in my family. And uh, I came from um, south of Chile, uh, the city called uh, Concepcion. It's one of my favorite cities because I grew up with a, a, a lot of nature, a lot of, of green uh, in the countryside of uh, the, my family. So. Um, I have a, a lot of good memory there. And here I am. <laughs> in, uh, now I'm in, uh, in Valencia, but I live in Amsterdam uh, a year uh, in the pandemic. So, well, the pandemic, I, <laughs> it's a little bit awful, but uh, in the lockdown. But, but now I live in Valencia like uh, two months ago. Nice. <laughs> and you also told me that you come from a family of creatives. So yeah. can you tell us a little bit more about that and about your artwork, actually? Yeah, my well, my grandfather was a furniture maker. Uh, my grandmother, uh, until these days, uh, she has uh, 87 years. Uh, yeah, uh, she uh, made the fabric bags mm -hmm. and then sell uh, in her store uh, she has the store like uh, 50 years a long 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 time <laughs> and my cousins are a metal sculpture and so I surrounded by artists uh, and in the beginning I, I'm, I'm not a, an artist 
but then when I started studying in the university, um, I study industrial design, I see my focus uh, from creating things. And, and now I'm dedicated to, uh, well, I, I never stopped to create. I, I work a lot in, in, in the retail industry and plastic industry, but I never stopped to create my thing. So I have, a, in Chile, I have a brand, a jewelry brand that I, it was a, my creation. So I start with that. Yes with the with the jewelry and then i move on to embroidery yes in the in the lockdown <laughs> yes yeah you are actually the founder of pecora crafts and that's how i met you on instagram and i fell in love with the things that you're creating and i've been following you for a long time yeah i would like to know all about it the origin what does it mean to you what is your message with pecora craft also the word, because I know you chose this word for a reason. There is a reason for it. So please share with us. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, the origin of Pecora Craft is more uh, my friends call me like that. Uh, they call me actually Mala Pecora. <laughs> it's a bad word, but it's like a, a woman, uh, they have uh, the courage, character. So They give me this name like uh, 15 years ago, and I love it. Really love it because, yeah, I have uh, a strong character. I have uh, a strong thought. So I, I, I see that way, not the bad way. I see that like uh, I'm a stronger woman. I'm an activist. <laughs> bueno. Yeah, an activist. <laughs> an activist. So uh, I think the the... My brand, uh, it's me. Yes. Yeah, it's not only Pecora and nobody know who is. No, it's me. Pecora, it's me. Pecora Craft. So, yeah, <laughs> I want to share uh, with all uh, people, um, mostly women, with Pecora Craft, uh, the, the Latin Afro culture. Yeah, uh, because I'm a Latin, of course, I'm a Chilean, so uh, there Afro-Latin people or community are not common or not 15 years ago. So I want to uh, share experience, share uh, our character. Yes. Yeah, I, I, I want to uh, uh, share the strong woman. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and you told me, like, you made... Pecora Craft, because of the Afro-Latin culture, um, it's a feminist artwork, of course, what you make is feminist, it's about empowerment. And I want to talk about uh, a little bit more about the embroideries that you make. Mm -hmm. um, first, I would like to speak about the colors, because you say the colors, the, the shapes, the nature that is reflected in your embroideries has a very special meaning to you. Yeah, I um... Well, uh, the colors that I have in my mind and in my soul, I, I, uh, Africa, Brazilian, and Chile colors, because are, are very um, selva, are very Amazonas, a uh, lot, lot of green, lot of tierra. Earth, <laughs> earth, earth, soil. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, the, 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 this thing is inspired me to create. 
and also the the memories. I always um, look uh, old photos or photos of my trips or experience of another person that is in my community. So this is a, a little bit, a little pieces that inspire me to create a, a strong woman, a, a strong. Um, I I I. I try to say, um, I try to design uh, a lot of uh, style of woman, mm-hmm. but I always, always ended in a, <laughs> in a black woman. I, I know I'm a black woman, but I, I think, uh, oh, I need to do a uh, all woman. But I, I really thought that we need to have a voice. Yes. Yes. Yeah? And uh, yeah, yeah. I, I think that we need to uh, express through arts or through whatever we want, but um, have a visibility or, a commun- or our community. Yes, yes. And that's actually something that I would <laughs> like to talk about a little bit more because you said it, you're Afro-Latin woman. And um, Afro-Latin culture is something that you want to keep alive through your art, yeah. something that you emphasize and you just say it. Yeah, I, I mean, you said I end up always or most of the time creating black women. And I find it really, really important. And it's really important also for the audience maybe to share a little bit more. I know you want to share a little bit more. Yeah. Can you contextualize a bit? What does it mean to be Afro-Latin in Latin America? Well, And also uh, an Afro-Latin woman. Yeah, from uh, contextualize the situation in Chile, uh, it's not common to see black people or less common to, to see um, black people, Chilean black people, okay? They they, they born in Chile. Uh, the, uh, the people doesn't understand our culture or um, they look at us like uh, strangers. But uh, that was uh, like uh, 15 years ago and when uh, the immigration, the uh, Haitianos, Peruanos, and Bolivian people, there are mixes. So this is the moment then uh, we have the more boys and mostrarnos, yeah, showing uh, showing more uh, our culture because we are we are all together now. It's not like a, a group. It's it's a lot a lot of community, okay. And also in Chile we have a Afro culture the in the in the region in the north that is originary. So the state doesn't the state doesn't give a shit. Sorry yeah. Yeah. <laughs> of, of Afro Latin people or yeah. native people like Mapuches. So uh, we need to raise our voice, and that, that's what I'm doing. This is a, like a, my revolution, my liberation. <laughs> well, I, I, I like my English. It was better to express myself, but I do my best. No, you, you express yourself very well. It's very clear what you're yeah. saying. Yes. Sorry, sorry. Well, this is a, the, the principal um, issue in Chile. We don't have a voice and we need to create community to see more, to people know know the community and start to care about us. And what do you wish someone would have told you when you were a child? Well, I really want to, um, the, the people say to me that I'm a, a, a powerful 
like a black woman powerful and and that I can do whatever I want. I say it because in the education area and, and work, there doesn't exist, doesn't exist. So uh, they don't know how to treat the, the subject. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you shared with me, eh? I, I would have loved to have been told that black women are powerful too. Yeah. And this is such a strong statement, you know? And, and yeah, yeah, this is important because the, then uh, um, you erase, or, or I don't know, but you erase the, the wrong concept of our community from the, the, the school. Yeah, and, and that, that's what we need. More education, uh, more diversi diversity. Diversity. Yeah. Visibility, representation. Yeah, yeah we need we need a black teacher because <laughs> we have. We need yeah. black teacher in the school. We need black teacher in the government. We need black teacher in in a, in a executive position because we have or 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 black or black men too, but but our community and. You also shared with me your favorite book. Yeah, it's a book called uh, Mariquita Linda by Pedro Lemebel. It's a Chilean writer. And I feel super inspired by him because he was a gay man in the dictatorship in Chile. And he never permitted to humiliate it or he... he Uh, always uh, on the top on in revolution so i feel like like him because i also uh, uh, i am a gay black woman so it's like my life is like always struggle always fighting always but never um, never rest no i can never rest and always i i, I have to fight when with uh, some people with the state or with the system or with the well you you know so uh, i really feel represented by him by this cause and the the, the powerful the courage uh, the courage the the him the kerael yeah well, That he didn't he didn't allow anybody, I mean, during a dictatorship especially, <clears throat> yeah, to humiliate him, as you said. Yeah. He didn't give up. Yeah. Uh, it's like, a, imagine, like, a, well, it's like my story because I, I am a black woman and I'm a, I'm a gay woman. So uh, imagine in Chile what it's like. It's, it's double work for me. <laughs> that's word. why sorry for interrupting you but one of the things that is very important in my podcast and this is not just a feminist podcast it's also an intersectional podcast because generally speaking we can say yes women experience oppression but we don't experience the same oppression and yeah. in the past when feminism started as you know for sure it was a very white movement it was yeah. uh, white women asking for their rights and seeing things from their perspective and That's when the concept of intersectionality, why it is so important. And I think your example really shows it. You said, I have to fight on a lot of levels. You're not yeah. just a woman. You're also a black woman and you're also a lesbian woman. So you have your race, you have your sexuality, you have your gender. Yeah. Plus, uh, 
who knows what else and also like what you said i lived in chile is also your location right yeah it was probably different when you were living in amsterdam than when you were living in chile so i find this always really important that people understand this and um yeah i just wanted to point it out because many times people ask me what does it mean intersectional what is intersectionality and i think you just gave us a really really good example Yeah, it's really hard. And and if you uh, put in the table also that uh, I'm black, I'm gay, and I'm uh, I'm not uh, from the rich people. Mm -hmm. Your class, yes. Yeah, my class. So all the thing, all these things together, and and it's a mess when you live in a in a country that doesn't support in anything. Yeah, in anything. So. I really well I I for a long time I feel lonely because I don't have a, a more people like me uh, near to me but now the the, um, uh, the the situation is changing a lot uh, because uh, we have a lot of, of groups and movement and visibilize uh, the our our community or uh, experience This this is very important work, really. It's a very and, and it, it's in all uh, Latin America. Yeah, yeah. It's a movement like a a huge movement. No, no only um, Black Lives Matters. You know, it's it's uh, more local in Latin America, like Brazil. Uh, there there is a, a racist a racism racist. Yeah, mm -hmm. uh, a lot, a lot, huge. Uh, in Peru, in Bolivia, uh, in Chile, countries where the the population are are mostly black. So, and Nicole, <laughs> who has been your soul? Who inspired you? Well, one of my favorite favorite artists is is a craft artist, illustrator, ceramic, multi multifacetic. It's uh, Bruna Mancuso, a Brazilian artist. Uh, I love the mixes of the shape of, a, of the woman that she designed and also the, the colors of the, the, the they use, like uh, Amazonas, like uh, Mediterranean. It's, it's the perfect, it's perfect. I have an a illustration here, <laughs> the Bruna Mancuso. So I look at I look at every day. Yeah, I, I, I thought, oh my God, it's so beautiful. Show me. Yeah. Okay. I don't have a light, but oh yes, I see it. Yeah, you see it. Yes. Yeah. Why do you like this one especially? I I am sure there's a there's a deeper meaning. Yeah. Uh, well, people think that I uh, that that she made it for us, but no. Uh, I buy it because uh, reflect. Um, Um, my wife and I, so it's it's, it's like my wife. Maybe we can <laughs> because the listeners obviously didn't say it. Dang, I'm very smart. So I will say <laughs> it's a painting with a black woman. Yeah, and a white woman is like kind of behind her, no? Like yeah, whole, yeah. Uh, hu like hugging her, and the, she has flowers in her hand, yeah. right? And the so, white woman has a bit brown reddish hair. Yeah. So, yes. uh, yeah, it's like her. So I think no, I need this this illustration. Yeah. illustration. And it's so, like what you said earlier. 
we need to be represented. There has to be representation. Yeah, yeah. And that I think is also encapsulated by this by this image. Yeah, this piece of art, not image. Yeah, it's it's really really beautiful and and transmit um, the the love the love uh, that I have for my wife and well well our lives. Yes. Uh, this is because uh, I love Bruna Mancuso. It's the best. <laughs> I will also put this photo in my... Yeah, yeah. When I, when I post about you, I will edit to the Instagram. And <laughs> um, yes. And maybe something I didn't ask you at the beginning. You didn't say it. How you came to embroidery. We didn't oh, talk about this, right? Yeah, no, we, we didn't. didn't. talk about it. No. Uh, <clears throat> well, in pandemic, uh, like a year ago, uh, in Amsterdam, um, where everybody are in in the house in lockdown so I uh, start to think what am I doing with my life now I don't have work and I don't have nothing to do this is uh, the, the the problem in my head I don't I don't have nothing to do so um, my wife uh, gave me a few courses of domestica of mm. her and I say, oh, okay, I will try. I will try. I buy something to like a, a fabric, like a thread, like a, and uh, I start. I start with a really, really a small thing, an easy thing, like a, like a flower. And then I start everything up, but uh, the evolution was when I, well, I have to practice a lot, a lot, a lot. Yeah. I have to practice a lot of stitches and, and fabrics and everything until I uh, get to aquarellas, the watercolors, perdón, mm-hmm. watercolors. So then I fall in love with embroidery and I want to do it forever. Amazing. <laughs> And it's really, so beautiful really. because your wife gave it to you. You see? Yeah, my it's, wife. It's again connected to the love, to your love story, to your other yeah. half. So that is also super beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's super, and she um, inspires me a lot too, and and she always supports me a lot, and in everything, in the most crazy things, <laughs> she supports me in everything. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. And. So, who do you want to inspire? Because now you said who inspires you. I will yeah. say also, I think your wife inspires you too. So we can add her into the salt yeah. who has been your yeah. salt. So to whom do you want to pass the salt? Who do you want to inspire? And what do you have to um, say? I want to inspire on, well, all women to express themselves uh, through arts, whatever they want. And then uh, they feel powerful. This is very important um, to transmit that you can do whatever you want. You can say whatever you want to say. You have a voice. So I want to uh, inspire all women, but especially, of course, I have a friend. <laughs> I have a friend, uh, uh, Georgia. He's Italian. He's a, he's a very, very funny and really, really love her. She started to embroider too embroidering it's very good and I think that that she maybe um, take a risk and dedicate to this but I don't know but I tell her uh, always 
<laughs> we have a session here in, in my home. Like, uh, no, yeah, yeah, uh, do it, do it, because you are so good. So um, I want to spy her, and uh, but most of all the uh, women who have to, uh, to find express, their voice, how yeah, to express find their voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, I really, I, I really want to. I, I really want that. Yes, and Georgia, you heard and what Georgia. Nicole said. <clears throat> Georgia <laughs> is gonna die, but Georgia see. <laughs> and what is your question for me, Nicole? What do you want to ask me? Um, well, um, I wanted to ask, uh, how do you imagine um, the artistic situation or panorama uh, of a woman post-pandemia, post-pandemic? Yeah. Um, how do they, they look, the, the future for us? Yes, for the women artists. Mm. Yes. Mm. I feel that, and I don't know, it could be also me because I didn't have Instagram um, for, I mean, I'm still quite new to Instagram, let's put it that way. Maybe two <laughs> years, maybe even less than two oh, years. Okay. But I've always admired artists. I have really, I feel always drawn to people who create art, any kind of art. And One of the reasons why I also connected with Instagram was because, I mean, the, the first reason was I was pregnant at that time with my daughter, so with my, my last child, and um, I wanted to give birth differently. I wanted to, to overcome some trauma that I experienced through birth, and I found a doula, like a, a birth worker, oh. um, and she was posting incredibly beautiful photos, incredibly beautiful poems, affirmation so I see this also as art and because of her I decided to start Instagram to have my Instagram account and um, I'm in love with photos I'm in love that, that's another reason why I love Instagram because you see so many beautiful photos so that's yeah. art and then I came across embroidery and I see now uh, with the pandemic and that is also very much in line with what you just shared that a lot of people have turned to the arts. Like yeah. a lot of people started creating using their hands. And I think it's something that we should do more. We should become more productive, more creative. And this is also something that this is also in the vision of, of Soul the mm -hmm. podcast, actually. Um, I envision a generation of creative minds. And I yeah. believe in this power of creating. I believe in the power of designing, redesigning, rebuilding, um, demolishing something and creating something new. So in your case, for instance, your art is inextricably linked to your narrative as an African, Latino, lesbian woman who grew up in Chile and experienced racism, sexism, oppression, wasn't visible. And now through your art, you have a voice. You're expressing yourself. And what I wish for, if we want to talk post-pandemic, that more um, of us will find their voice, will become more creative, more productive, not productive in the capitalist way, mm -hmm. but to produce, to produce yeah. something, to build something new, to like, for me, uh, the same with my podcast, it, there's a reason why I started the podcast. And through this, I also found my voice. I'm also healing myself. I'm also giving people a platform myself. 
And that is so important to me. And that I also consider art, you know. So I really envision post-pandemic that there is more, yeah, that 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 there's more like things that can be created manually, um, that there is more community, more coming together, more love and more struggle and all this united, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, this this is how how I see it. And that we have platforms like Instagram, fortunately mm-hmm. or unfortunately, that bring us together. Yeah, totally. So, yeah, this is how I see it. And it's funny because, you know, um, I always honor a woman at the end of my podcast. And uh, today I was thinking whom to honor. And um, (laughs) it's sometimes funny how everything comes together. So um, I want to honor today um, a Dominican, Puerto Rican, um, Afro-Latina. Her name is Elizabeth Acevedo. I don't know if you know her. Um, She's a poet and an author. And um, yeah, she uh, she involves her own experiences as a Black Latina in her work. And uh, she observed that there is a lack of diversity in children's books, also goes in line um, with what you said earlier. And she, shared, she saw that as, this as an opportunity to share her voice. And she has written three books. Um, the one that I haven't that I I haven't finished it because it has po- poems. So we don't finish okay. a book with poems just like that. Obviously, <laughs> yeah. it's called The Poet X, and it was a very successful book of hers. And she, I want to quote her today. She said, "In a world that doesn't want to hear me, I refuse to be silent. Period. You don't want to hear me. I'm not going to be silent. I'm going to create." She is writing her poems, you're doing your embroidery, I do my podcast, and I think we need more of this. We need more of this coming together, of the love for each other, the common fight, the common struggle. And this is how I want to um, close our conversation today. And I want to thank you so much for sharing all these things, for being so honest and open about it. Oh, no, thank you for inviting me, really, really. I I have um, a huge illusion like uh, oh my god I I, I, <laughs> I want this I, I I want to share my my history really really I uh, uh, thank you <laughs> so um and I hope uh, I helping another people to start uh the or express themselves yes. another uh, other woman really really uh, it's like a a piece of <laughs> of the help. Yes, totally. To have like pero, a ripple effect. Yeah, si fuera en español sería un granito de arena ayuda. Yes, <laughs> for yes. Yeah. understand me. A little, uh, a little, not piece, a little piece of sand. Of sand. No? Yeah, arena it helps. Sí. Yes. 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 So thank you, Nicole. Thank you. Thank you, everybody, for listening to our podcast today. And of course, I will upload everything about Nicole, about Pecora Craft on my Instagram. Follow her on Instagram. See the beauty she creates in this world. And if you've enjoyed this podcast, share it with others, spread the word. And yes, thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. (laughs) Something that is loved is never lost. Stella Salieri and this is Salt the Podcast. Salt the Podcast. Salt the Podcast.